Hello everyone, welcome to an episode of Talking With Tea. This is my podcast segment where myself, guests, and friends will discuss real topics about real life, the obstacles and challenges we face, and how we overcome them. We'll network, pursue our dreams, and continue to evolve as women. Come on in the room and talk with tea. So, previously on the first podcast with Talking With Tea, I discussed how um, it was okay to not be okay. And we talked how we navigated through that. I talked about how formerly um, I was a part of a podcast segment called Conversations With TNT, and it has now evolved into Talking With Tea. I talked about how I didn't want to do this anymore, but I was in a place in my life where things was just going completely crazy and haywire, and I just wasn't encouraged to do this. Well, women that were a part of the group Conversations with TNT began to reach out to me, and they was asking what was going on with my podcast segment, where was I? And I didn't realize that I was pointing to their life. So sometimes you are being a blessing to someone and you don't realize it. So one of the ladies that reached out to me is my first guest today, and rightfully so. When she reached out to me, she began to be a blessing to me. She encouraged me to keep going. And just by her telling me what she had been through and how our podcast helped her, it encouraged me to keep going because it let me know that what we was doing was touching someone and I knew that it was bigger than me. So with that being said, today, my first guest for Talking With Tea is Kiki Lee, and i like to bring her on so she could share her story, A Journey to Surrogacy. Welcome, Kiki. Hey. Hi, everybody. Say hi. Hi. So Kiki is one of our butterflies, and she began the journey with us a year ago. A butterfly, we adapted the butterfly because butterfly stands for evolution, transformation, renewal, and everything like that. So the butterfly is our symbol here. We are all butterflies. So if you are new here, welcome butterfly. Welcome butterflies. I'm so excited to be here. We are excited to have you. Thank you so much. This feels so different and I'm going to tell you why it feels different. I was used to viewing you and listening to conversations so now to actually sit here and be a part of something so great so dynamic it's just it just goes beyond me i'm so excited that you made a decision to come back and share your lifestyle with us and now we have the opportunity to share who we are with other people so i'm elated i'm excited but that is because of your encouragement that there is a talking with tea I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited, so excited for everything that the the future holds for, not just for talking with T, but the growth of all the women that's involved. It's been phenomenal. It, it hasn't even been a full month right now to date, ladies. 
but it is moving so fast and I know that it's by no design you know of my own that it's definitely God that's doing this certainly so with that being said now that you have invited God into the room I would like to before we start anything first off none of this is possible without God Absolutely. Um, so I would like to say a quick little prayer. Lord, let the words of our mouth, the meditation of our heart be acceptable and pleasing to your sight. Lord, let the words that we say on today's podcast touch someone in a way that has never been touched. Lord, that the person that is viewing and watching us or even listening to our voices, that they see you in an aspect that they have never seen you before because of what we're doing today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Awesome. So, before, I know that, I think that you began following me when I was a guest on someone else's show, because you liked my hot pink lipstick or something like that, and so you began following me when I was promoting my brand, and then I invited you to be a part of the conversation with TNT room, and you know, you, you were an active member of our group. And I was really surprised by that because, you know, a lot of people that were active members in the beginning were our friends. Okay. And it just felt good that someone that was, that did not know us really was participating. And, you know, you were really, you were really active and I appreciated that and encouraging. So, you know, when we took our break, you know, to, um, go back and do things better or whatever. I, it just got to the point where real life hit me. Real life hit and me and it happens and it, and it happened fast and it hit me it hard. And I just, you know, at that time we decided we were going to come back in September. And then for me, I said, nah, I'd rather come back in January at the top of the year. January is much better for me. And um, I, some of the ladies started to Sliding that DM and they were like, hey, what's going on with the show? You know, you guys said y'all was coming back. And then, you know, I think it was like maybe, I'm not sure exact time, but I know it was almost near the beginning of the year. And you reached out and you were like, hey, do you still stream your podcast? And I said, right now we're on break, but we'll be back at the beginning of the year. Well, I told you that, but at the time we had no real... Anything wasn't set in stone. I hadn't even spoke to uh, my old co-host about when we were coming back for sure. I just knew something came out of my mouth, like, and it wasn't a lie. It was just so that was the intent. Here's the good thing about that, right? We always try to do life according to our timing, but God's timing is perfect. And here's why I say that: you mentioned starting at the beginning of the year. Now is the better time because we have. COVID that's kind of letting up and people have to learn how to do life again. Mm-hmm. We've been sheltered and in the house for three years. Yes. It's been three years. It, March will make three years of COVID. Wow. And so you coming out to do a podcast and talking about all these life things and things that people have probably mostly went through during COVID. Mm-hmm. What better time than to do that? Like we're teaching somebody like it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to live again, to breathe again. Mm-hmm. And so uh, as much as we say, you know, we supposed to start at this, this, now is the perfect time. And we are just so elated that you are back. Well, I know you. I'm one of many 
you know, we just had a, a, a dynamic, a, a perfect, a perfect, perfect conversation. Uh, a open few, discussion. A few uh, open the discussion. Open discussion a was few awesome. nights. Yeah, it so, was awesome, ladies. guys, if you are not tuning in, I'm asking for you personally, if you want to be spiritually fed in any kind of way, it doesn't come in the form of preaching. It don't even have to be at church. It could be right here in your living room. Yeah, it was Tune just the talk, and it Tune was in. really, it was really nice to just, you know, like I said, I share, I share on the podcast. You know, what I had been through when I realized mentally that I was not okay and how I came out of it, you know, how I made it through. And so I just wanted to hear from the butterflies, how you guys go through things and what you do to navigate through. And you just never know how your story may encourage someone else or who's walking in your shoes now. So you never know. So with that being said, we I wanted to do a roundtable sort of discussion. So we did that via Zoom and it just allowed people to open up. And some of my girlfriends that I talk to daily, daily, I didn't realize that they went through it. I hear their stories all the time, but just sitting back at that roundtable discussion, it gave me insight to a different set of eyes. So let's begin part two. This, is, this will be part two, right? Mm-hmm. And the time that you came out with, it's not okay to be okay. I'm not okay right now. Like, even sitting here, I look okay, but I'm not okay. And um, that in itself brings me to talk about my surrogacy journey with you. Okay. This is something that I have never, ever shared or spoke about publicly Um Reasons being is is a lot of uh, opinions about surrogacy. Okay, well, let's stop right there. I want to bring the butterflies up to speed on why we chose to speak about because your life is dynamic and there are a lot of topics that we could have chose to speak from today. But Layers. What made me want to talk with you about the surrogacy journey is um, when you reached out to me and said, you know, what's going on with that podcast? You know, you guys helped me in a way when I was going through my surrogacy journey. And I was like, me? And I was like, really amazed that me? And I just kept saying, wow. And I kept looking at the phone, and I'm like, this girl was saying this to me. So, it really, it really not, I'm not going to lie, it really knocked my socks off. Like, is she saying she said this to me? Like, oh, wow. I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not Oprah. I'm, and, you know, because we just started doing it for fun, to be honest. And it was at that moment, Kiki, when you sent me that message that I realized People getting something out of this. Bigger than us. It's bigger than. It's definitely bigger than us. It's bigger than us. So it w- it was at that moment that I realized that some things about the show had to change. Certainly. Some things about the Certainly. show had to change because when you are pouring into people's lives and you know when people are looking to you or looking at you, things some things have to change, and I'm fine with that. So, I just want you to share, before you go into this story, I want you to share, please, with me and with with them, 
you know, how were you um, affected by the show? Like, is there, like, how did, what did you get out of the show? What what made you stay connected to us all, all those times that you tuned in? So one of the things that I liked most about it was the entertainment. You guys made me, even though I wasn't with there with, there with you, I felt like I was there with you. Um, it was so inviting. Um, all, any conversations that you guys talk, topics that you guys talked about, it always so seemed so inviting and so easy to talk to. Conversations that I wasn't comfortable having with my own, my very own best friends. I was like typing little things like, I cannot believe I'm saying this online to people that I barely know. And so when that comfort set in, that's what made me feel like, okay, this feels good. You know, women empowering women, whether it be about sex, whether it be about different foods, like any topic that you guys was talking about, I was always tuned in. And when I started to tune in, I was like, this makes me feel good. This makes me get out of my head for a second. Whatever I'm dealing with, the depression that I was dealing with at the time, like it was like I would tune in and watch a show and then I would feel so much better. Didn't matter what you was talking about. Um, a lot of times I would find myself, I ain't gonna lie, I'm from the projects and I can get as ghetto. A lot of times I was watching your show to find my, I was looking for class. I wanted to learn how to conduct myself as a woman. Okay. Um, a lot of times we think that we got that stuff down packed, but you know, you would like to see sometimes what that looked like, even if I'm not, I'm, I've never been one that was interested to be behind the camera. Okay. And so I just I just wanted to know how to conduct myself in class. I seen that you were married and I was a newlywed. Okay. And so um, it was it was the way that I was like, I'm, I'm now married and I would like to know how wives dress. Okay. So it was it wasn't just about your conversation. It wasn't just about the topic. You know, I would get on there and like, I wonder what she wearing today. Okay. How is she dressing as a wife? Okay. Those things aren't taught to me. I don't come from foundation that has painted the picture of marriage for me. And so I would get on there looking like, you know, like, what's, you know, what's up? What's going on today? Wow. So you guys really, you don't know how you affect people until you affect people. I really get you. <laughs> I learned a lot just from talking to you and then from talking to some other young ladies that I met through, um, you know, I'm a hairstylist and just by meeting some clients who the show was shared with them through their co-workers and I was like oh my god like this show is being shared and I really wanted to change the way I presented myself just because I know that people are now looking at me and I'm gonna be me I'm not gonna be anybody but me I'm gonna um, be transparent I'm gonna be raw I'm gonna be authentic but at, at the same time I do want to be seen decent Exactly. Always. So exactly. I'm glad that you felt comfortable and welcomed. And I'm glad that you felt that transparent transparency from us. So it made you feel comfortable and that you could be transparent. Certainly. So now um, you can be transparent and yeah, you can be as raw as you would like <laughs> yeah, and share your story. So tell us about your journey to surrogacy. So... First of all, I never imagined that I would even be going through surrogacy. I have a 12-year-old who I conceived from my womb. I was 17 years old. Okay. Didn't even know th that I could get pregnant. I was 17. I was still in high school. I was in 11th grade. 
And so um, I had the decision to do, my mom had gave me an ultimatum kind of like, you either going to abort and finish school or you're going to take you this baby and finish school. And it never was a second thought about abortion. I just was like, I'm keeping my baby. 17, didn't know what I was talking about. I was like, I'm keeping my baby. And I'm so glad that I made the decision because the years to follow was not so pretty. And what I mean by that is me and my husband have been together for 13 years. We have our 12-year-old. And throughout those entire 13 years, I was miscarrying. So I had uh, 12 miscarriages and one stillborn. Wow. So if you kind of do the math, that would be that would be placing me probably being pregnant every year. I just yes. told y'all I've been together. We've been together for thirteen years. Yes. And so I've had twelve miscarriages and one stillborn. So my body had been through so much turmoil. Um, I did learn that it could possibly come from the health condition of PCOS. Okay. Polycystic ovarian syndrome. I don't know where I developed that at. Um, but I do know that at the 17, I started Depo, birth control. Women, we all know what that is. The, yes, shot. the shot. I had gained weight rapidly at a rapid pace. As did I. And so, I'm not, I don't know all the medical terminology and all of that history. But to me, I feel like once I gained that rapid weight quickly out of control, my weight spiraled out of control after my daughter, probably about six weeks. And my daughter was about six weeks. My weight just spiraled out of control quickly at a fast pace. Somewhere along those lines, I think that I developed PCOS. Okay. Right? And so PCOS deals with um, infertility is one of the highest uh, symptoms or um Things that you deal with after, you know, developing PCOS is infertility. It is um, weight gain, um, not being able to control your metabolism metabolism or eating habits and stuff like that. So, um, that's that was it, right? Um, I just got married one year ago. We've been together 13 years, but we've only been married one year. Okay. And I wanted, well, congratulations. thank you, thank you. I, so, I've always wanted a baby, right? I always wanted more kids. But at some point, I had grown so tired of my body dealing with that much torture. It's like I was sort of like I, I was tired. I would dread coming on my periods. Like whenever I seen blood, it was like, you know, and it would put me in a depressive state, right? I thought about all these necessary changes that I can make to try producing. I did weight loss surgery. I had weight loss surgery um, because I knew that weight gain was something that came with PCOS. So I was thinking like, well, maybe if I get slim like how I was in high school when I was 17, if I could get to try to get my 17 year old body back, that'll help. So I had weight loss surgery. Okay. We tried, we tried, we tried, nothing. So I was like, okay, this is not working. I never thought about surrogacy until a high school friend had reached out to me randomly in my in my Facebook Messenger and was like, hey, you know, how's it going? 
we, we chit-chat around, we asking about each other kids, and I'm like, I still got my one from high school and everything. Um, so somehow we got on the, the topic of um, me wanting more. Like, I, I definitely want more. I just can't right now. She mentioned, like, well, you know I'm a surrogate. I, I, I just did surrogacy for this gay couple in New York. And I'm like, what? Wow. So when she mentioned that, that made me tap into what surrogacy is. What does that mean? How does that look? What does, what does it cost? Okay. And so here is some of the facts that I would like to give about surrogacy. For one, Maryland is a surrogacy-friendly state. The only requirement is that you seek legal aid for um, parental rights. Okay. Just to say that you are mom and he's dead. Okay. Okay. Merlin is a is a friendly surrogate friendly state. The second thing is the cost. The cost ranges from hmm. fifty thousand all the way up to two hundred and fifty thousand. It all depends on what. What what is the requirement? What your health, what 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 your health needs are? Um, whether you're gonna do an egg transfer, whether it's just gonna be his sperm and not your egg, and things like that. So let me ask you for our viewers because I'm sure they will be curious. Um, I already asked you, um, but was the baby? that the surrogate carried, was it your egg or was it just your husband? So it was my egg, it was IVF, it was egg transfer. Okay. So um, I've never ever had an abortion, but I'm told, I was told by um, nurses and practitioners that the egg transfer process feels some sort of like the abortion process. I never had one, so I don't know what that feels like. Okay. Um, so I went through egg transfer. My eggs was placed into her and his sperm, a sample of his sperm, then activated those eggs. The cost also depends on if you want to take things further, like having twins or picking your gender or things like that. So those things wow, definitely add to the so cost. You can pick your gender. You can say, okay, you're going to carry my baby. And I would like for it to be a boy. Certainly. Give me a boy. Certainly. So science wow. is that updated that you can even pick your gender. Or you can say, um, hey, I want twins. Or if um, twins happen, I'm willing to keep them. So during the surrogacy process, there is a waiver to be signed. Um, Shady Girl Fertility is where I went right here in Maryland. Um, look it up ladies um, they have different things that you can do um, but one of the things that I really wanted to talk about with doing this is surrogacy is not only needed for monogamous relationships mm -hmm. and so like you know gay couples use it mm -hmm. all the time and so um, same gender loving exactly exactly mm -hmm. love is love so um, there is a waiver that you sign about you know hey if twins happen would you like you know to move forward with twins um of course that adds a cost to that tab um but no I was not for twins I just knew I wanted a boy I already got my 12 year old I was just so such a boy thing right okay and so so did your husband absolutely want a boy 
Oh yeah, certainly. I wanted a boy. We already got a twelve year old girl, and so having a boy was just like the ultimatum. Like we, that's what we doing. Okay. Ain't no ultimatums. We going. And with the way science is set up, you you guys got to. We got to have our boy. Okay. So when you think about planning a pregnancy, you think that it's gonna be so joyous. You think that it's gonna be so happy. You know. Well, we planning our pregnancy. What could possibly be wrong? What could possibly go wrong? Like, mm-hmm. we doing what we asked for, right. versus you being seventeen and pregnant and not asking for it, but got having to deal with it. Right. But this was a choice that we made together, and so now, um, I was so caught up on the, I wouldn't say the glitz and glam, but the whole picture of it. Like, we got a baby. The white picket fence and a doll. We got like we that. got the baby. Let's do this. Let's yeah. do this. Let's do that. Let's do this. I got we got the money. Let's so I had no idea the mental part of it would would be so drastic. And what I mean by that is when you think about pregnancy and bonding with your child, you do that. That starts off in the womb. Okay. You, you you get to know your baby through the womb. Your baby gets familiar with your voice, your touch, yeah. the the sounds that they hear. Mm-hmm. So, for me, someone else carrying that, and so I don't have that. Wow. I never even felt my son kick. I don't know what his sleep schedule is like. You know, we learn. Baby and parent learn each starts to learn each other through the womb. Yeah. You know, I'm on his time schedule when he's up, or she's on my time schedule when you know what I mean. When when I'm so, um, I didn't get to experience that. All those cravings and stuff that makes your pregnancy a pregnancy, I didn't get to experience that. And so after a while, that started weighing heavy on my mental. Okay. Heavy on my mental because it's like. I'm expecting, but am I really expecting? So did it make you feel slighted as a as a mom? I definitely felt slighted as a mother. I felt um, broken in a sense, like damn, I have to. Somebody else got to do the do what I can't do for my husband. You know, like this is we're married. So it made man. you feel less than a woman. Definitely made me feel less than a woman. Um, I just went through so many emotions that I didn't think that I would have. The blessing in all of this is having a surrogate as a friend, as a sister friend. I was about to say, did you go with so that girl? Did you did you guys decide to go with your friend from school or you chose We did decide else? we did decide okay. to go with um, my friend from high school. Okay. One of the blessings with that was the cost. It wasn't so much because you got to remember, we don't all we don't only have to pay for medical costs, but we have to pay this person that's gonna be carrying. They, Absolutely. They carrying somebody for you for nine mm-hmm. months. That's heavy. Yeah. They want to be compensated for mm-hmm. that, and so that that cost for us was kind of split in half because I knew her for so long. Um, and I thought that because I knew her, that it, I wouldn't have the emotions that I was having. Um, but I will say, because she was my friend, she was so welcoming. She was so understanding. Um, I could call whenever I wanted to call. I could come by whenever I wanted to come by, drop in. I We actually, we had gotten to a point where um, I would go and stay the night. Like, really? I, I want to, like, I want to see what he does at night. Like... 
So it had gotten to a point after I, you know, I was honest with her. I was like, well, I don't feel connected and stuff like that. And she was like, well, why don't you start coming to stay the night? And okay. when she said that, I was like, ooh, this feels a little bit better. But it didn't. That didn't get better for me. It was like I was staying the night and here I am watching or looking at a woman carry what belongs to me. That was hard. That was hard to do at night. And I, I thought I would be like so peaceful and sleeping. I wasn't. I was like up just watching like, wow, you know, like this belongs to me, but I don't have it. So once the baby came, did any bonding start to take place? So bonding, my son now is three months. He's three months right now. He's three months today. Okay. And bonding has not set in yet for me. Um, I thought that things would change once that once he got here, cause I was just listening to everybody whenever whenever I would say, okay, you know, I'm having a baby, but you know, like I don't feel so connected. People were like, oh, girl, that'll that'll be fine when he get here. You you be alright. You be alright. November first, delivery day. Okay. Right. I had so many emotions. I didn't know how to feel. We were able to be in a room. I was able to cut the cord. Okay. I cut the umbilical cord and I will upload pictures and stuff like that. Videos and stuff you guys can watch later. Um, I was able to be a part of that whole process. Somewhere along that line, there was still a disconnect. It was like, I felt like he had to learn me and I had to learn him. And he's three months now, and we're still getting to know each other. Um, somewhere that I, the idea of me not carrying him sticks with me. Because it's like, um, this is my baby, but he feels so borrowed. Does he um, cry for you, or does he... He does. He recognizes who I am. He knows who I am. He knows my voice, but mentally I'm not there yet. Okay. Um, so, so would you say the disconnect is more you? Or? It's definitely, it's definitely more me. Okay. Um, and here's what I've realized that was. I did not know. I had no idea that I had to be worried about postpartum depression. Because when you think about postpartum depression, you just think that it's just going to come from the person that's being pregnant. Okay. I was expecting my surrogate to be postpartum. Not me. I didn't carry it. I don't have no pregnancy hormones. I don't have a chemical imbalance that's happening in my body. Mm-hmm. Why would I be postpartum? Right. It wasn't until... So our surrogate still plays a part. Here's okay. how. Um, I went back to work. She was still on six-week maternity leave from her job. And okay. so she was babysitting for us. My husband's a truck driver, and I am a direct support professional, life skills coach. So I wanted, I had to go back to work. Um, you know, realistically, Merlin, if you ain't pregnant, they don't give you the time off. The maternity leave. Right. They'll give you days off, but legally... That's not a thing of employment right now. Okay. So I had to go back to work. And my surrogate, who is my friend, was so willing and like, okay, you know, I'm home. What? Just bring them to me. 
it wasn't until I noticed that I was dealing with postpartum depression when I realized that I just was so okay with just sending him off to her. How'd you notice? How did you recognize that you had postpartum? Um, I would kind of be distant away from him a little bit. My, my husband has this crazy bond with him, this connection. He just feel like, he just feel it. Like, and I would look at them like, I don't feel that. Like, how do you, how do you not feel like, you know, I'm your wife. I, you didn't see me pregnant. Like, how do you just bond? Like, you know, I was, that's when I began to notice that something is wrong. Something is, something's wrong. And so when I started doing my own research, I noticed that I was suffering postpartum depression. Wow. I was suffering postpartum depression and it's normal. New moms go through it all the time, but I had no idea that being a surrogate, doing surrogacy, that I would experience that, right? Mm -hmm. And so here is how I'm coping today. I carry something of my son's, like wherever I go. Okay. To, to, because, and here's why I do that. There were times where people, like coworkers or whoever, know I just had a baby be like, how's the kids? And I'm like, oh, she fine, referring to my 12 year old and not really referring to my son. People were saying like, how's your kid? That is also how I knew that, okay, it, I'm, this is not good. Like, I'm really not okay. People was like, how's your kids? And I'm like, she fine, talking about my daughter. Never really mentioning anything about my son. And so wherever I go, whether it's a pamper, whether it's a pacifier, whether it's... A, Is that because you have to remind yourself? It's not just about... It's kind of sort of a reminder, but... This is like, hey, you're a new mom. Own that. You're you're a new mom. This is new. Own it. So that is where I am with it. Um, not only is it a reminder, but it helps me feel bonded to him in some kind of way. Like, okay, you know, I have a baby. This is my son. Okay. You know, so it's it's helping, and I'm getting through it. He's only three months. We still got a long, long, long way to go. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's it's just been a journey. And so I just want to say that surrogacy is a joyous thing, but don't be so blindsided about the the depression and postpartum feelings and baby blues things that could take place. It's it's life. It happens. Um don't be so don't disregard that that could happen. It's a joyous thing. It's a wonderful thing. We planned it. I wanted to happen. I'm I'm happy that my husband wanted it. You know, he's more he's so he's so excited and so seeing that excitement in him makes me want to fix it or makes me want to get excited about it are you in therapy or are you so i i am taking therapy i am i wasn't always open to therapy um i come from a religious traditional family Mm -hmm. what happens in my household stays in my household Mm -hmm. one of them type of things and so therapy was like a no for me like if i go to therapy i gotta telling my business. So I got to tell, I got to start somewhere. And that is exactly what therapy is. You recognize and you realize issues that you don't even know still exist from childhood. Mm -hmm. And so you got to open up with that because perhaps how I am with my son has something to do with 
how my upbringing or what happened to me as a kid. And so therapy helps us recognize those things. So be okay with therapy, certainly. Well, you know, I speak about therapy all the time and how it's, for me, it's great. I mean, you know, currently I am not currently going, but the things that I learned in therapy have helped me to get to this point where I can navigate through life. And I told you, it got pretty crazy. It gets pretty rough, you know. Um, just just like you, I come from a Christian background and all you need is God. You pray about it, pray about mm-hmm. it, pray about it, you know. So it's, it's that. But um, therapy is, is great because it helps you to see yourself outside of yourself. It helps you to see other options and other aspects of of this life and different ways you can work through things as opposed to just, you know, of course God is our number one go-to, but then there are other options and different ways to handle things. So, you know, hopefully you will. I'm, it's, it's, it's getting there. You know, um, one of the things that I appreciate about my therapist so much is my son is a part of my therapy sessions. Really? Because if you think about it, your children feel what you feel so me feeling that way he could feel the distance that i probably have towards him well that so was my that by asking you like that then will have to about the disconnect that then will will have he needs nail therapy okay you know because i was it's wondering like, how he how he responds to all this yeah like, so he's in third he's a part of my therapy sessions with me um my therapists have developed so many exercises, even bonding exercises that we do in our therapy sessions and stuff like that. Because at three um, months, how would, how, you know, I was wondering, like, how would that, how would that help him? Just, um, so she shows you guys, how, show you how to bond with, with him. With okay. him, exactly. Great, great, great. Um, so he won't feel that disconnect at he all. He doesn't feel it. Um, so love, my daughter, my 12-year-old has no problem, like. She's just embraced, like, dad and her is fine. It was just me. Mm-hmm. It was just me being a mom. Okay. So, um, again, I do I recommend surrogacy? Yeah, of course. If that's what you guys as a couple decide that you want to get into. Mm-hmm. But do research. Research as much as possible. Think about the feelings and emotions that may come behind all of this. I had no idea that this would hit me. I thought that... I would just be so joyous and so excited about it. I remember seeing your Facebook posts, and you were at one point I was you elated. were you were so excited. I was elated. So to hear that you know you were going through these after that fourth you know trimester emotions, you know, I'm praying that you navigate. And get so you this. are a hairstylist, a beautician. Mm-hmm. You know, hands on that when women go through things. What's the first thing that we do? We do something with our hair. Drastic. Whether it be cut it, Usually whether cut it, it be dye it. it. Yeah. It's just something you you just looking for a drastic change. So mm-hmm. I went through that. I went through a phase where I've never worn an exotic color hair. Okay. Right? And so when I recognized that I was feeling all this stuff about my son, I woke up one morning and was like, I need blue hair. I need a blue I need blue hair. Because blue is for boys. I need blue hair. Blue okay. hair signifies that I'm a boy mom. I need blue hair. 
And so I went and I purchased this beautiful blue blunt. That is the wig that you guys will probably see on the promo flyer. On for, the promo flyer. For this well, that wig gave me life, okay? I felt some way. I don't know. It probably don't make sense to you, but it makes perfect sense to me. I felt connected to my son. Okay. I felt like a boy mom. And so I'm I'm constantly doing things to make I will believe today. I'm a, I'm a boy mom. So I'm constantly doing things to make me feel so excited about being a boy mom like because he's he's mine. He's my son. Mm -hmm. And so I I got to be comfortable in that. I got to sit with that. It doesn't mean just because he's not my I didn't carry him doesn't mean that he's not mine. Right. You understand what I'm saying like so that's it. Like that's that's been the journey. I'm still work. I'm still a work in progress. Um, but well, that's I'm glad that the group has been able to encourage you to, you know, get therapy or consider it. You know, and I'm glad that you were active and a part of the group at a time where you were going through some things and you was able to tap into our conversations and that just minute. get the support that you needed that we didn't even know you needed at the time but if ever you need support we are here for you you know i'm just a call away and like kiki if any of you ever need any support just reach out that's what we are here for butterflies we are here to support each other you know so if any of you ladies are um considering doing surrogacy i hope that today's episode of um talking with T, shed some light on um, your questions or gave you some more insight. And like Kiki said, just do your research. And maybe if you need some more information, then I am one Facebook message away. You can find me at Facebook on, at Kiki Lee, Kiki Lee, K-E-E-K-E-E, Lee, L-E-E. Kiki Lee, message me. I'm an open book. Whatever questions or concerns that you may have um, about the process, about the legal part, I am an open book. I do not mind sharing that information. And I wasn't always like this, but if my destiny, if I'm put on earth to help the next, then I'm all for well, it. So even some ladies might even have some questions about, you know, your the PCOS because a lot mm -hmm. of ladies do suffer with PCOS, you know, there are some things, some questions that some ladies might have about your journey with that, you know. So maybe what I might do is we might um, do a roundtable open discussion Perfect. in the group with that. So I may just go ahead and set that up That's very fine. soon. I'm open so to we it. Could, we could do that as well. I'm so open to that. With that being said, ladies, as always, it's been real. I appreciate today's guest, Kiki, coming in and sharing her journey. And I appreciate you all for, turn, for tuning in. And we'll see you soon on the next segment of Talking With T. Until next time, Butterflies. Until next time, Butterflies. Peace. Bye.